And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm here, so <laughs> I'm Shea Gibbs Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. Howdy, Oklahoma. My name is Chet Holmgren, and I'm down to dunk. Dead gum. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. <laughs> I have. I don't, is that like you eat it together? Everybody tells me okay. to get the bag of burgers. I need like a straw, like. <laughs> Howdy. I'm I'm an artist on the court. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. My name is Kenrich Williams, and I'm down to dunk. It might be Aaron Wiggins. This is a troll. It's a troll. I'm trolling. Howdy, Papa. Because I I think it would take away from who he is, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) I love Oklahoma. (laughs) I love Oklahoma to death. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Perfect. Great. Very good. I like the hat. You bro. like the hat? Yeah. <laughs> Vava, this is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I've been doing a lot of dunking. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecker, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today, I've been waiting for this day for a long time. It's Zach Lowe from ESPN. Zach, thanks so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. I've been waiting for this day for a long time, too, but we made it happen, and uh, the Thunder got a big win over the Nikola Jokic-less Denver Nuggets last night. What a bummer, but they've had a lot of uh, a lot of mega games recently in like the last month. It's fun to talk about right now. Yeah, they're great, but before we get into that, I have to know one thing. Do you eat cereal, and what is your favorite cereal? I do eat cereal. Uh, my wife would say that um, that is sort of a childish habit that I've carried into my 40s. Uh, So, all right, so I have a favorite cereal, but you can't actually eat this cereal like regularly because it's probably not good for you. Um, And it would set a horrible example for my daughter. I will die on the hill of the best cereal that man has ever made is Cookie Crisp. Cookie Cookie Crisp Crisp is the number one cereal. Oh. And... I like I I won't like people love cinnamon toast crunch and yeah. cinnamon life and yeah. like these I know what all the popular choices are. Yeah. It's cookie crisp or nothing and like there's a one box a year rule in our house. Um <laughs> and it's still and it's by the way, it's delicious. You remember the dog from Cookie Crisp? Oh, yeah. Cookie crisp. Yeah. Love that guy. Yeah, it's great. Uh that that is an interesting choice. I would not have thought Cookie Crisp would have been on the list, but I respect it. It, it's also a good one, dry or with milk. I oh, it, it it's. I mean, I don't need to add anything to that analysis. Yeah. You just nailed it. It's a versatile. Yeah. It's a versatile, switchable cereal. It's like having Jill. It's like Jill Williams on defense can can do a lot of do a lot of everything. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's let's talk about Shea because this team kind of starts and ends with how good Shea Gilders Alexander is. I think he's been the second best player in the league this season. T- tell me where you think he fits in like the MVP conversation and just give me like some general thoughts on on Shea's season. Yeah, I think um 
I think he's actually been a little under discussed in the MVP conversation just because it just it defaults to the two centers, one of whom has missed 12 or 13 games already and and may miss some more time, enough time that he'll be out of the conversation by the letter of the law and that's a whole different subject we can talk about if you know people are sudden sure. people are very good at getting mad about things they weren't mad about before but then something happens like no nah, i want to be mad about that thing right um i think he's top three or f- i mean like there are five guys who have separated themselves the two centers Giannis, shea and luca and given the mavs record i think luca's probably toward the bottom there despite the fact that he's ridiculous um shea if he stays healthy He's going to be there in the end in contention for like the number one spot. It mm-hmm. just really depends on how hard you. I, I think there's sort of universe, not universal, but 75% majority agreement that like Jokic is the best player in the NBA. Sure. And um, if Denver is top three in the West and he plays well, it, the argument for him is going to be pretty strong. But Shea is, is right there. And like I have, I haven't done an MVP deep dive in like two or three weeks. So I don't, I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but. He's got a case to win. I mean, he's ridiculous. There's just nothing. I was I was at a meeting with a coach yesterday in New York, and the first thing he asked me is, "How are the like? You watch the Thunder a lot. Like, how is this happening? How are they doing this? Yeah. And uh, like, and is Shea that good? I'm like, yeah. There's just nothing you can do with Shea. Mm-hmm. And defensively, he's figured some stuff out this year. He's not like. He's certainly not their best like individual like one-on-one lockdown defender, but he's figured out this like free safety position where he just knows every play that the other team is going to run and he's just going to steal the ball. And it happens, you know, two or three times a game every single game. And to me that's been like one of the more impressive things about like his improvement and like his step up this season. There's like he's long. I will always tell people like the Shea's rookie year, Clippers, Warriors in the playoffs. And it's like the KD Warriors. It's like the last gasp of that team. And they threw Shea like right th- – like there's no deeper end you can be thrown into as a rookie guard than like, all right, you got to defend this Cuisinart of beautiful offense. And like yeah. the Warriors won the series. They were unbeatable when healthy. But Shea acquitted himself really well. Like he's long. He's big. He can guard. He competes. He's smart. I think I also saw today he leads the league in deflections as well as steals or is mm-hmm. either first or second. Like he's been – let's put it this way. Like you said, he's not a lockdown defender. He's not the Thunder's like best defender. He's not like huge for his position or super strong. But you'd never feel worried that like, oh, no, Shea, like people are going to pick on Shea or yeah. like this matchup is horrible for Shea. Like he's, he's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chet has had an incredible rookie season so far. 16.7 points per game, 7.6 rebounds, 2.7 assists, 2.6 blocks. Give me your overall thoughts on Chet. And I honestly don't have that much interest in diving into like the Chet versus Wimby conversation because I just it feels really tired at this point. But tell me what you think his ceiling could be. I mean, I think his ceiling is like multi-time regular all-star for sure. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what player archetype really comes to mind. Like, um, I mean, the easiest one is Porzingis, but with like a better handle. And I think that's what has has been the most pleasant, not surprised, but like that his handle has translated so fast to the NBA that it looked in summer league and early, like it was going to be maybe a little too predictable. He was going to go to too many spin moves and people were going to sit on that. 
And he's been like, you run him off the line or like sometimes you don't even run him off the line. He's just like, I want to drive now because I yeah. feel like I can get a good shot. He's really good at that. Like, I don't like I, I don't want to put too any kind of ceiling on him. He's he's gonna be I think he has an all-star case this year. He didn't I don't think he's gonna make it. He didn't make my 12 man roster because the West is just so loaded, yeah. but he's um he's been awesome. And like that's the biggest, that is the obviously, you know, this the biggest reason the Thunder have outperformed even high expectations for them this season is it was just impossible to know like what is this dude gonna do after a red shirt year as a rookie with no NBA experience and you didn't know how to project it, you certainly wouldn't have projected like this. This mm-hmm. is a game changer. It's a franchise changer. Yeah. He's been incredible. And he's just, and this is kind of the trait of most of the guys that play on this team is that they're just ultra competitive, like just like a next level competitive. You saw it this month with the Thunder, you know, they played 17 games. They had five back to backs. They played 11 road games. It was a crazy month. And yet like they, they came out looking really good still, even though they kind of sputtered here at the end of this month, but they were crazy impressive, and a lot of it is like Chet. I, I didn't think Chet should play last night because he looked absolutely gassed against the, the Wolves on Monday, and then he came out and was incredible and protected the rim and hit that crazy three at the end of the game. I mean, he was he was very good, and he continues well, to kind of the shot blocking from day one. Yeah, not just the, the verticality, all of it. Like, I think people scoot past that a little too fast because oh he's big he's long like that was going to be a skill he was going to have his timing he has the timing of like a 15-year veteran he Mm -hmm. walked in the door with like i know exactly when to rotate Mm -hmm. when to jump when when to kind of fake and go back and try to box out obviously rebounding is a weak spot for the thunder we can talk about that if you want yeah but he he plays like this whole team we've talked about this they play like you would not if you watch them on a regular definition television when you couldn't see their faces and how young they are, they do not play like a young team. That is the best virtue you can say of this Thunder team. They're so young and their steeliness, their poise, their decision-making when the floor is in motion and the ball's moving around and the defense is in rotation. It's like that good veteran level team. It's just astonishing how mature they are for their age. Mm-hmm. And part of that maturity too, comes from what J-Dub has done this season. He has, He's only a second-year player. You kind of have to remind yourself while you're watching him that this is only like the, the middle of his second year. But he has such a mature game, and his like, his pull-up has been a real weapon this year. His de- his defensive versatility that you mentioned earlier, he'll, he'll defend anybody that you ask him to, and he does a pretty good job at it. He's not like some elite defender, but I think he has the potential to be because he does have long arms and he's super smart. Uh, What do you think about his leap? Yeah, I think he does have the potential to be an elite defender. Like, he's gigantic. His arms, what is his wingspan? I don't know off the top of my head. It's over seven feet, yeah. I mean, it jumps off the screen, and when you see him in person, which I have a few times in the last month, he's just huge. Yeah. And to your point, like, almost by default, a lot of times, he has to guard the big fours, whether it's Kawhi Leonard or Carl Towns the other night. Yep. And, yeah, Carl bullied him for a couple post-ups, but, like, they were not easy shots. And, like, you don't feel like, all right, we got to send a double. This is an emergency. Like, he holds up against those guys. You mentioned his pull-up, his step back, and his chemistry with Chet, I think, which you could really start to see kick in maybe 15, 20 games in where he would be finding Chet for lobs. Some of them are set plays. Some of them Chet will just cut. Chet knows when to roll when when Jalen is the, is the ball handler. Like, that – 
that's a game changer to me because they uh, have been not, I don't want to say dependent, but they are shooting outrageously well from everywhere on the floor. And like yeah. a few more rim shots would be helpful. And just, again, I haven't checked the numbers recently, but I know that their offense with Shea on the bench kind of stabilized about a month ago and mm -hmm. has stayed that way. And Jalen and Chet, their chemistry when Shea is on the bench is a big reason. J-Dub is, I, I mean, they have a big three. They have the outlines of like a very classic NBA big three, point guard, wing, big. I mean, and J-Dub is every bit, I, I, has he been their second best player this year as Chet? I mean, I don't, I, I hate parsing teams like that, but yeah. it's, it's definitely a conversation. It's not just like Chet mania, Chet mania, Jalen yeah. over here to yeah. the side. Yeah, I, I think it's, there's been pockets where it has been Chet. And then I think more consistently, it's been J-Dub. Because and, and a lot of it's like that fourth quarter scoring. Because you know that he's just going to come in. He's going to get you like seven to nine points. Like almost every game in the fourth quarter. Talk about competitive, by the way. I am I bet you heard this. Um, it, was, it was noted around him and the Thunder that he was left off the Team USA. Yeah. 41 player. Um, for whatever it was for like the deepest, the deep, deep pool for the Olympic team. Yeah. It was no, it was noted yeah. um, that, that he's not going to be happy about that, that he's one of those guys who will remember that like Bam Adebayo remembered that when he was snubbed once for team USA, he's like, I'm going to mm -hmm. make Greg Popovich eat this every time we play the Spurs. J-Dub's going to remember that. And, and it's, and it's one of those things that as an observer, you, you think, I, I think he should have been on the list, but you're almost like, I'm kind of glad he didn't make it. Because he's, it's like just like that chippiness is going to be even more present, and so it's it's kind of it's an interesting. I'm, I I could not be a bigger J Dub fan. We were on NBA Today two weeks ago, and I was out in LA, and we were doing like a Thunder highlight. I don't remember what. I think it might have been the Clippers. I no, it was a game they won, so it wasn't. The, they lost both LA games, right in LA, yeah. in crypto, yeah. They um, and Celtics. We're talk we're talking over the highlight. When we're talking over these highlights off camera, it's just sort of a free for all. Unless Malika like specifically tees you up, you can just like <laughs> shout things. Yeah. And I just shouted, like literally shouted, Jalen Williams is a star. <laughs> and in our in our feedback, in our feedback, we get feedback emails every day from uh -huh. when we're on the show. The head producer was like, "Love that you shouted, just shouted because it's cool when people just shout." And be like. I'm glad that's the guy you shouted because we probably haven't talked enough about him yeah. in relation to Chet and SJ. And I, I was like, good. I'm glad I will shout it all day long. That dude is a monster. Yeah. He's really good. He's, he looks like a star and, and did at points last season too, especially at the end of last season, but he just looks like the classic NBA star. He's got the pull up jumper. He hits the three, he gets to the hoop. I mean, he does everything. I mean, what's, what, what would you say is like his major flaw? Major, I mean, I don't. Does does he have one? I, mean, I don't for think a second he has one. Player, this is what is, I've been. There, yeah, this is kind of what I've I been. Mean, he shot through. what he's over forty percent from three this year, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. I I guess like he's forty five actually. I think uh, to me, it, and if we are going to talk about three point shooting, he just needs to take more. I guess that's one, and like I I'm trying to picture him like, and again, it's very early in his career, but live dribble, pick and roll, fourteen feet out. Can he manipulate the floor, keep his dribble alive, pocket passes, all that? Like, you see mm -hmm. some of that, but, but mm -hmm. like, he's a second-year player. Yeah. Like, the fact that you even see some of that is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you can see it coming. Pick a Luke Walton all-star off of this team. Just give me one. Give me your favorite. Uh, 
it's down to I mean, right off the top, Kenrich Williams has been in that column before. Yeah. Um, he's just a classic, like, who is this guy? Where did they find him? Why did he bounce around the league? And he's just good. Like Kenrich Williams is a good player. Yeah. And then the sort of the other one is obviously Isaiah Joe, just like discarded yeah. by the Sixers. The the still the diehard Philly fans, like if you say Isaiah Joe's name to them, they're like, Oh God, why? Why did we give <laughs> him so up? Bad. I and know. now he's like absolutely essential. <laughs> And on the floor in crunch time a lot for one of the four or five best teams in the NBA. Who else would it be? Like who come I'm trying to I think? I mean, Casey Wallace is one. He's a rookie. Can't you can't be? You can't be Kaysen a rookie. Wall- can't be a rookie. He kind of profiles as one of those guys, though. He's he's good though. And like you taught, you nailed this when you came on my pod two three months ago. We talked about how he's chilling in the dunker spot mm-hmm. and how how lucky are they to have a rookie who doesn't care that like, Oh, just go guard Steph Curry and like never shoot. And you were like, just keep an eye on him. He can do a lot more stuff with the ball. And like, he's starting to do a lot more stuff with the ball. That dude is good. Mm-hmm. Everybody's good. What an abundance of talent and draft. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. Let's talk Who's about not good. Poku is, are we down to Poku? We're down to Poku. Usman uh, Jang? I was going to say, like, who, is he going to be in Tulsa next year again or uh, wherever? I guess they don't play in Tulsa anymore. Oklahoma City? Yeah, they, they, play, they play in the same arena, actually, that the Thunder do. Um, yeah, it's probably Us and Poku. But it's like these like classic like swing for the fences, and if you miss, it's whatever, you know, kind of guys that you like. You knew. like there's, there's a lot of risk with both of those guys. You know, I thought just deep cut, because why not do a deep cut? Yeah. I was watching Pistons Cavs last night because mm-hmm. that's the life that I lead, and it was and it was Cleveland's first game with Garland and Moldovec. Yeah. So I was like, all right, yeah. let me dial into this game. And of all people, Marcus Sasser made this like slide back three pointer where his like step back was like eight feet, and he got so open and ma- nailed it. And yeah. you know where I'm going with this. The first thought in my brain was, man, I haven't seen Trey Mann in a while. Like Trey I Mann. always kind of liked Trey Mann, and that mm-hmm. was his shot. He's and he's just buried. He cannot get on the floor. There's a lot of guards on the team, and there's a lot of no, guards. No, it's not. That, it's not a bad thing. He just can't. He, he's not good enough. But he's. I like yeah. him. I. The the step back is a is a true like elite skill of his. Like that's his elite skill. It's just creating space out of nothing, and he can do it. I th- I think he's a. I think he can play for somebody. I kind of hope th- he's beloved by his teammates. Those guys love Trey Man, and so I think they kind of like him hanging around just because he's great for morale. But I think he could go play for somebody. And like play legitimate minutes for somebody off the bench. So Luke Walton All Stars typically the rule. I haven't written that column in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm too busy now. But um, typically the rule would be you have to switch teams a bunch of times. Like you, you want a journeyman who's been on a few teams. Okay. Lou, Lou Dort doesn't qualify as no. that, but he his journey fits the archetype of yeah. of that kind of player. Um, he's just fun to watch, man. I should have got my Dort license plate down from my. Where'd TV you get, where'd you get that? What's the story on that? Uh, it just arrived in the mail one day, okay. and that's all I could say about it. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, so the Thunder's major flaw is obviously rebounding. In your eyes, how big of a problem is it? And is it something that you think they need to address at the trade deadline? I don't think it's a huge problem, um, particularly if you just isolate it to like, we know we're not going to be a good offensive rebounding team. That's not what we're designed to be. Can we just dial it up a little bit on the other half of the court. And I think they probably can a little bit with some focus. Everybody wants them to address it, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, okay, how? Yeah. And everyone wants them to go get a center. Like, mm-hmm. go get a center that can play next to Chet. And Chet is so versatile that I get why people want them to do that. You could put any number of centers next 
next to him because of his shooting and his ability to guard some force if you need him to. I do think people are underestimating what a sea change that would be halfway, two-thirds of the way by the trade deadline through a season and how that would change their rotations, their spacing, depending on who it is. If you get someone who's just absolutely perfect, then every who can shoot threes too and, and whatever and is big, like maybe it doesn't change your life that much. But I've I've had a little bit of trouble trying to find who that player would be. Mm-hmm. You know, people have mentioned Capella. I'm like, that's a big just throwing in another rim runner like that is a big, big change. Yeah. People have thrown out Wendell Carter Jr. That's closer to the archetype that I think yeah. would be good. Um, but it's still a big change. And I just my whole thing with the Thunder is like I'm less concerned with the position, then I just want them to get one more good rotation player, almost mm-hmm. regardless of position. So I have not been mm-hmm. super worried about their rebounding. It just takes one bad matchup, though. Like you draw a great offensive rebounding team in the first round, it could be a problem. But, you know, that's what can you do about that? Mm-hmm. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free When it was time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? (laughs) You mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. 
So speaking of the trade deadline, I'm going to throw some players at you. You tell me, on a scale of 1 to 10, how interested should the Thunder be in each player? Can I just go 10 for all of them? I just, I want the Thunder to do something so badly. But, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Try to wait it as much as you can. Uh, okay. Cam Johnson. I got. Let me bring up some salaries. The, sh- the salary is not great, uh, but it's not bad either. I'll say seven, seven, seven. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's it's not rocket science here that putting good shooters around Shea equals good for your team, and so like a bigger shooter like Cam, I think is interesting. I don't know if the Nets would be willing to move him or what it would even cost. For a player like that, but I think he's he's interesting. I think you've hit on one of the more interesting teams going into the trade deadline. Let's put it that way, in terms of optionality. Cam Johnson got four years left on his deal at like twenty three a pop. Mm-hmm. He's good. He's good. Like he's good. He defends hard. That's a good name. I I haven't thought about him as much because in my head I've penciled him in as like more likely to be on the Nets going forward than yeah. some of the other guys you're probably about to bring up. But that's mm-hmm. a good name. That'll cost you though. That'll I mean, not that it matters. They have so many goddamn picks, but yeah. it'll cost you. How many picks do you think it would take? Three? More? I mean, minimum two. Yeah. Minimum two, just because the Nets will say, I know what you have. Like teams are gonna leverage the Thunder's volume of picks against them. So mm-hmm. like I know what you have. I've got these other guys I can trade that are more expendable that I can get some draft equity for. So you gotta bowl me over. So two and some other stuff, probably. Mm-hmm. Three is a lot. Three is a lot. Gordon Hayward. Uh, 3.5. Okay. Even if it's like for Bertans, Poku, and a second. Well, I mean, again, the price matters, but and yeah. he's on an expiring deal. I just, I, I've now reached the point where I just don't know when or if he's going to play. Yeah. And I don't trust him to play. Yeah. Kelly Olenek. That's a good one. 6.87. Okay. <laughs> I like I like the less number. Less than Cam Johnson yeah. just because he's a little less malleable from lineup to lineup. Yeah. yeah. The Jazz are going to get a lot of offers for him, I think. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what that means for the Thunder. But, like, I've seen people mention, like, he's the buyout line, this new rule that teams over the ap- second apron can't sign mm-hmm. someone for more than X million dollars who's pre- uh, via buyout whose previous salary was over X million dollars. And mm-hmm. it's like right around Kelly Olynyk's. So I'm like, there, there's no world where Kelly Olynyk is getting bought out. No. Least of all by the Utah Jazz. No. Like, there, like no, just like forget it. Yeah. Just, just play him, one, because he's good. Or like, yeah, you could get a first for him. Even on an expiring I think contract. they will keep him unless they get a first form, which is crazy because they got him for less than that. But. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Brown. Five point five. Okay. Only because between Giddy and Dort. I just feel like I have enough guard-sized guys who people are going to dare to shoot threes and like make a lot of make a lot of their hay by moving around and setting screens and doing stuff like that. I feel like he's a little more redundant than the other guys you've mentioned, but he's very good, and I'm a big Bruce Brown fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you that I feel like they just need kind of one more guy, and we saw that against Minnesota, where I think if they just really just had one more guy that you're like, yeah, we can count on that guy. 
Well, that was an interesting game to me, and I talked about this on my podcast the day after. Like, it was interesting that the Wolves, how they matched up in that game. They put Jaden McDaniels on Chet, so mm-hmm. you're just not getting any pick-and-pop threes. Mm-hmm. And they put their bigs on Giddy and Dort yep. and said, we're not really scared of you guys hurting us from deep or off the dribble, even though Dort has been 40% all season. Yeah. And Giddy, to his credit, when teams play him like that and more and more teams are doing it, he shoots. Like, he made mm-hmm. three threes in the first five minutes of the game. I don't know how many ended up taking. He took but- seven. He was three of seven. Yeah, which yeah. is like fine. Yeah. And Dort, I, it's just it's it's interesting because the the deeper they get, the more teams will just throw everything at the best players. And that was a game where partly because I don't know if that's what you mean that they could use one more guy, but that was a game where like I bookmarked that in my brain. Yeah. It's like that felt like a game where they could use one more guy for yeah. that reason because of those matchups. Yeah. Oh, so they played Aaron Wiggins a lot. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Aaron Wiggins? He's another guy that profiles as a Luke Walton All-Star but wouldn't qualify. But you have you have thoughts on him? Well, look, he can defend the hell out of everybody, and he's shooting like everyone on the team 40% from three the last yeah. time I checked. And if that's like – and he will occasionally do something with the ball mm-hmm. against a closeout where you're like, oh, oh, Aaron Wiggins. He just feels like – like I've seen this guy before on a lot of different teams who who like pops a little bit in the regular season and then has like one bad playoff game and you don't see him again. Yeah. Like he get for like probably coaches pull him. I don't know how Dagnall is going to be as a playoff coach, but I feel like coaches sometimes overreact to that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy's a fringe rotation player, can't play in the playoffs. I feel like I could see that happening with Aaron Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Royce O'Neal. What did I? Whatever I gave for Cam Johnson, go point two above above that. Oh, above that. Okay. Yeah. Just because it's it's expiring, it's, it's no cheap. harm, no foul. Yeah. Um, he's a high volume three point shooter, smaller than people think. Like mm-hmm. people think of him as a small ball four, and he's played that before, but he's only six four, I think. And he's like a smart mover on and off the ball. Like he'll he'll set random screens. He'll run around and cut the way the Thunder's guards do. And he's sneakily like he had a lot of games this year where he had four, five, six assists. Like he moves yeah. the ball pretty well. I, I like Royce O'Neal. He's lost a little bit of his his oomph on defense, but I, I that that again a name that lots of people are going to ask about. Yeah. Yeah, he's a pretty thundery guy. Um we've recently heard about rumors about the Rockets interested in this player. And it, it doesn't necessarily even mean that he's available. But Mikhail Bridges. I don't think he's going to be available. Okay. Um, obviously, that's one where you, that's one where you, if you ever got wind that he's gettable, and look, anyone's gettable. If yeah. Presty calls Sean Marks and is like, "I'll give you six first round picks and whatever," like, well, okay, then we got a conversation at least. Yeah. But that's one if you get wind of it, you kind of reorient a lot of things about your franchise on a dime because. Guys like that just don't become available. I'm mean, not that he's like an all star or a superstar. I think he could make an all star team one day mm-hmm. if he stays in the East mostly. But yeah, um, he's really really good. I just don't. I don't see. Who knows what they'll do? I, I don't. I would guess he will not be available. Denny Avdia. Denny Avdia. <laughs> Four point eight five. Okay. I like Denny Avdia. Yeah. He's smart and skilled and mm-hmm. plays really good defense. Everything I said about Aaron Wiggins' three-point shot, I would I would double down. Not double down, but I would reiterate for Denny Avdia, who has a history of 
getting a little gun shy when he's in a slump and yeah. like he's just not good enough at the other stuff to not shoot threes when he's open. So, but he's again on a decent contract. I like him. He's he's a a smart you've talked a lot about and we're ahead of the curve talking about this about how the Thunder have really sort of shifted their draft focus from the old Thunder template of length and we'll figure out everything else later mm-hmm. to IQ and we'll mm-hmm. figure everything else out later. Denny Abdia fits that. He's a very smart player. Mm-hmm. Dorian Finney-Smith. Love it. 7.95. Yeah. Bigger, a true small ball four, has mm-hmm. played some five for the Nets. Three-point shooting has been up and down. He's been in a slump for most of the last month. Proven role player, has played high leverage playoff games before. I don't know what the asking price is going to be for him, but he's one of those guys that if I were Sam Presti, maybe, and by the way, I want to hear your opinion on some of this too, because mm-hmm. I I had, I had was having this conversation with a front office person from another team two days ago, and I can't remember what player I named. It wasn't Finney Smith. Maybe it was Finney Smith. And this guy countered with me and said, I don't know who it was. Someone on roughly this level. Mm-hmm. And this guy countered with me and said, is that is that guy playing like 15 minutes a game for the Thunder? Like, is, is he better than all these other guys that they play? And I did catch myself and, and start to wonder, like, in my hunger for the Thunder to go for it, am I underestimating how hard it would be to actually crack their top eight or top nine. Yeah. So I want to hear your opinion afterwards. But what I was going to say before going to that tangent was Finney Smith is the kind of guy that if I were Sam Presti and I'm not as smart or rational as Sam Presti and I do not have nearly as good a handle on that on the Thunder as he does, obviously, I would be tempted to be like, I've got all these first round picks. I can't possibly ever use them all. I will give you three or Mm -hmm. two and something else really good just to get this guy in the door. That might be stupid in your opinion, but I th- he's one of those guys that fits what they need. I think he definitely fits what they need and that they need a bigger wing to defend that can play next to Chet in like closing minutes. I just wonder if he does enough of the thundery stuff on offense. Because he's just he's a, he's going to be your corner three-point shooter and there's definitely value to that, but everybody drives Everybody drives. And so Good I just point. wonder if, because I've, I've been watching him a little bit more close lately, and I'm like, man, he really just doesn't. Like, he just doesn't really do that. He doesn't do it very well. And so I just wonder about if you're willing to, if you're the Thunder, are you willing to expend that many assets for a player that doesn't really do the Thunder things? Um, what about um, what about Alex Caruso? Is he on your list? He's my last guy on the list. I. I like Alex Crusoe a lot. I wonder, do you need another guard that's six, six foot five or shorter on the team? You know, because I, I think there's like a strong belief in Casey Wallace, whether he's ready to be an impact player in the playoffs this year or not, I don't know. But I feel pretty confident that he'll be that down the road. And you've got Lou, and I, I like him. I just don't know. I don't know if you want to, again, expend the assets for a guy that may not be closing games for you or may play like a smaller role for you off the bench. I don't know. What are your, what do you think? I like, I mean, I love, I think Caruso's really good. Um, I, again, am less concerned about what position he plays and what his skill set is and just like give me another guy. Mm-hmm. And part of the give me another guy thing, and like this is a discussion Denver's having and Boston's having internally is like, 
even if we don't feel like we quote unquote need this guy, like he he might not be in our every game 15 minute rotation. When you're at the level and the Celtics went through this last year when they were looking at centers on the trade market and they ended up, I think was Muscala their big, their, their trade deadline center last year. I can't remember who mm-hmm. they got, mm-hmm. but it wasn't anybody good. Apologies to Mike Muscala. It wasn't anybody who was going to move the needle and play Shots for their Muscala. team. No, he's fine. Yeah. Just wasn't going to make Boston's actual rotation. Mm-hmm. But the debate they were having was, and this is different from the thunder, but like, you know, Robert Williams III has injury issues. Mm-hmm. Al's old. Mm-hmm. Like, even if we don't think this, we necessarily need somebody, do we need to prepare ourselves for, like, Cason Wallace sprained his ankle in game two of the second round and is out for 10 days? Mm-hmm. Or Lou Dort or somebody, like, forget, forget a star, but just, like, you take one blow to your rotation, you're at least insured against that. There is an interesting school of thought. This is once you get to the level that the Thunder are at, you kind of have to start planning a little bit for those kind of scenarios in the playoffs instead of just, well, like if somebody gets hurt, we're screwed. Yeah. Um, that would be my only my only sort of quibble with your Caruso hesitation. Yeah. The guy that I've named, and I think he's had an ill-timed hot streak for anybody hoping to steal him from Charlotte is PJ Washington. He, I don't know how you feel. He's the last guy on my list, Zach. That's yeah. the last guy on my list. I think I've named him for three months talking about Thunder trade targets. Mm-hmm. Um He's just exploding lately, and yeah. that makes me worry that Charlotte, which has a new ownership group that is pretty sharp, is going to be like, you know what? Let's just sort of hold the line on this and not make any. We've we've got enough veterans we can trade for stuff. Like, mm-hmm. let's see a little bit more what we have here. But I, size, experience playing center, three point shooting. I, you put him in a new context. I think he gives even more effort on defense. Not that he's not now, but I think he dials up his intensity. Like, I he's like the perfect guy to me. Yeah, he does a little bit of everything. I think you can play him next to Chet too in spots if you want to. Not a bad passer either. Like yeah. not a great in the flow passer, but sees the floor decently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think just, I, just, I think he yeah. could figure it out. Like I think he could figure out how to play the Thunder way. And and like this conversation just all like kind of leads me back to like more of like the Royce O'Neal player, where when you talk about like needing one more guy and. Maybe they play, maybe they don't. Maybe they're maybe they're a guy that plays in this series, but they wouldn't play in the next series, kind of thing. I just have a I have a hard time believing the Thunder would expend the assets to get like Wendell Carter, or Caruso, or even Dorian Finney-Smith, and be like, I I don't know exactly how these guys fit, or if we would play them, you know, a ton of minutes. I don't know. I just don't know if they're ready to do that yet. Well, forget forget the Thunder. What do you, Andrew? think they should do i think they should i think that they should deal for somebody like royce o'neill and and get just like even one, if you got to pay premium guy. even if you got to pay premium versus what the market for him quote unquote should be i mean is it, what is that three seconds four seconds? one first one first or three seconds one first probably gets royce o'neill yeah this is not me reporting that to be clear that's just my common sense guess i mean the thunder have three picks in this next draft and i've watched a lot of the guys that are in this next draft and i would say give up one of those picks well the nets have watched that draft too the guys in that draft too <laughs> I know, unfortunately I know. but I know. but look i mean it's the kind of thing where if, if you don't think royce o'neill is a part of your long-term vision and you can get one okay first that's better than just yeah you know or four seconds. Throw four seconds at them. Yeah. Just say here's like a million seconds. They've got they've got like twenty over twenty second round picks. 
you know, they can. Here's 12 second round picks for Royce. <laughs> just set the record for most second round picks ever traded in one deal. We'll give you 14 second round picks. I mean, they should call about Mikhail Bridges and say, look, we're not giving you any first. Yeah. We will literally give you 20 second round picks for Mikhail Bridges. You can put in the press release we received. We traded Mikhail Bridges for 20 draft picks. 20 draft assets. (laughs) That's a good idea. You should just try it. That that rumor would start floating around everywhere. Did you hear the Thunder offered 20 second round picks for somebody? (laughs) That's ridiculous. Uh, Zach, thanks so much for coming on the show. Obviously, if you're listening to this show, you love basketball. You should listen to Low Post. I'm sure you already are listening to the Low Post. Go check it out on YouTube as well. Zach, thanks so much, man. My pleasure, Andrew. You do fantastic work covering not just the Thunder, but when you pop on, you know, the the Athletics National Pod, you got the pulse of a lot of different teams. It's always fun listening to you. And uh, buckle up. We got a week, a week out. Yep. Let's make something happen. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks, Zach. Thanks for having me. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.